It's time to break the mold of what you've been taught your entire adult life. Welcome to Happily Ever Employed. A career is a business, and you should run it like a business. Every episode of Happily Ever Employed will teach you just how to focus on how to do that. We'll interview everybody. From people trying to figure it out to CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. This is Happily Ever Employed. And this is Deetra Giles. Around the U.S., schools are going back. And my employeepreneur audience, you all are freaking out when I say you all have sent me so many messages asking me, Deetra, what are we supposed to be doing? You, I'm over here trying to manage this billion dollar product you've been teaching me to develop and I'm identifying that my career is my business and I'm embracing it, girl. I got you. I, I'm here for it. And then they threw me a monkey wrench and I'm over here trying to manage this stuff with these kids going back to school. I need for you to tell me how the employeepreneur handles this. Let me, I am, I'm about to give you four tips to help you manage this process of being an employeepreneur, being happily ever employed with your kids at the house. Y'all, the kids are at the house. While you over here trying to manage your career, you got kids popping up. You on a conference call. They're hollering in the background. Can I get some chips? So unprofessional. But this is where we are. So let's embrace this thing. Let's talk about it. So first of all, let's be clear. Everyone in your house needs to be on a schedule. And I'm about to give you four tips. Write them down. Do what you need to do. But number one, everyone. I mean everyone and everything in your house needs to be on a schedule. And this works for older kids and it works for younger kids. Someone told me, well, Deetra, you don't understand. My, my child is three years old and it's hard to get them on a schedule. That's not true. Go to any daycare center in the country. And when you walk in, those kids have a schedule. I remember when my kids were younger, I would take them to daycare. After a little while, I would drop them off and they would leave me. They knew the routine because they did that schedule so consistently that they knew when you walk in, the first thing you do, you take off your jacket, you put this here, you wash your hands, you go and do. They knew the routine. Your kids, as young as infants, can be trained to be on the schedule. Now, for some of you, it's going to require some training, and that's fine because it's worth the time. Listen to me carefully. If your kids are not currently on a schedule, it is worth the time to get them on a schedule, which means you have to incorporate your schedule with theirs. Okay, when they're going to be quiet and working, then that's when you do your work. Know what their schedule is going to be and make your schedule a part of it. I know that when I get up in the morning, I have to cook breakfast. I don't schedule 8 a.m. meetings anymore because the kids are at the house. 8 a.m., they used to be on the bus off to school by 8 a.m. My house was quiet and no one was here but me if I worked from home in my home office. Or I could be at my office in the city in the meeting at 8 a.m. Not now. 
but I know the schedule, right? So make them put everyone and everything, dog, fish, cats, Madagascar, hissing cockroaches, whatever you have, schedule. Number two, be real with yourself. And, and let's start off by being honest about what we're doing. I am hearing so many people talking about, I'm homeschooling. You are not homeschooling. Your child is being educated at your house. That's very different. And what's the difference? The difference with homeschooling is I want us to respect what people who are actually homeschooling do. Those people write curriculum. They're responsible for designing that curriculum, delivering that curriculum, creating homework assignments. Their job is to create an entire school experience in the home. And they do that from a blank sheet of paper to the fruition of that child's education and mastery of a particular topic. That is not what you are doing. You are not creating curriculum. You are making sure that your child does the work provided by the person who created the curriculum. So let's be real and not call what we're doing homeschooling. I am not homeschooling because I'm not called to homeschool. And that's not where my gifts lie. I am supporting the teacher, the person who is developing that curriculum at my home while they are imparting the knowledge on my child. And I am not going for a teacher of the year award. I'm being realistic. I'm being realistic. There are going to be some things that's just not going to get done. Like right now, by this time, I would have been out, gotten school supplies, all of that. We have nothing. If they don't have pencils from last school year, they're going to have to prick their fingers and write with blood. I mean, we got a pen somewhere, don't we? I'm being realistic about what I'm able to do. I'm able to follow along with the curriculum. I'm able to check in. But guess what's not going to happen? I'm not going to be communicating with the teacher every night. I'm going to make it a, a, it's on the schedule to do a couple times a week. It's in the schedule. But I'm being realistic about what I can and cannot do and giving myself grace for my inabilities. I am going to do the best I can, but these children still have to have a roof over their head at the end of this process. So be realistic about what you can and can't do. Number three, make the kids a part of the planning process. Ask them questions like, how can I best support you? When is your best time? What's going on in school? What can I do to make this learning environment better for you? You don't have to do all of the thinking in this process. Let This is new for everyone. It's new for them. It's new for you. It's new for the teachers. Ask questions. You don't have to be the only person thinking stuff up. Bring them in on the process. What do you want for snack? Because guess what you haven't had to think about before? Lunch. You Do you know the last time I had to think about what the kids were going to consistently eat for lunch during the day? I gladly sent that payment like clockwork to the school system to make sure my kids were able to eat school lunch. I didn't want to have to think about what they were going to be eating for lunch. And now I have to think about that. But guess what? What do you like for lunch? And don't beat yourself up for it not always being healthy. Don't let those health people drive you crazy because you let your children eat peanut butter and jelly sandwich one day. You are going to get this peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you are not going to die. Unless your child has peanut allergies, don't kill your child saying Dietrich said give you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. 
but make the kids a part of the planning. What snacks do you want? I buy a lot of fruit. What fruit do you want? Plan- My children right now, are they're writing out their meals for the week. I go shopping, grocery shopping once a week, write out your meals. What are you going to eat for your meals? We do meal prep on Sunday. So Monday through Friday, they can go into the kitchen. Their meals are already prepped and labeled. You know exactly what you're eating for lunch. Pull it out. If you need to heat it up, heat it up. Whatever you need to do, it's ready. If they're younger and I'm having to do it, it's meal prep Sunday. It's already ready. Go to the refrigerator, pull it out, sit them down, eat. But make the kids a part of the planning. And number four, I save the best for last. Let me be clear. You and the teacher are partners. You are not homeschooling. This myth that we're being fed, this lie that we're being told that somehow the teachers are over there sitting on their bums, not doing anything, and they don't care about our kids and the children aren't being educated. That's a lie. It's just not true. I know so many dedicated teachers. I know teachers who are still out shopping. I know teachers who have gone out and bought supplies for their kids who they know may not have supplies at home. These teachers are dedicated. Of course, there's a small few who might not be in it for their dedication and the love and the passion for it. But the majority of teachers have a passion for your children. You know how I know? Because I've met your children. They're bad. No, no one chooses this path because it pays a lot. You know how I know? Because it doesn't. I've seen it. I've seen your kids. Let, I'm not going to even talk about your kids. I'm talking about my kids. I've seen my kids. You could not pay me enough to teach children, a whole class of children like my own? Absolutely not. I love my kids. I don't like your kids. So that's how I know these teachers are passionate and they do it for the love. They are your partners. Rely on them. Send them a message. How may I be a better partner for you in this situation? I know it's hard. I know it's tough. What can I do to be the best partner? You know what these teachers have acknowledged? They have acknowledged that they have two sets of students right now. They're students that are assigned your children and you. They recognize that they're educating their, your children, their kids, and they're educating you on this process. And so they want to help you out. They want your kids to be successful and they want you to be successful in this process. Use them as a partner. Lean in. And I know some of you, some of you have never met your children's teachers. You're like, I dropped them off. I picked them up. They come home with decent grades. We're all good. You can't do that this time. I, I'm sorry. But this is our new situation. You can't be absent this time. You have to be a little bit more involved. But lean into this partnership. Reach out to the teachers. Tell them where you're failing. Tell them where your issues are. Tell them, don't pretend you know. Don't pretend you know how to access their grades and their schedule when you don't. Call them. Let them know. Make them a part of your process. Lean in to the parent-teacher partnership. So number one, everyone is on a schedule. Everyone and everything in your house is on a schedule. Number two, be real with yourself about what you can 
and can't do and what you are and are not doing. You are not homeschooling. Your children are being educated at your house. So be honest with yourself. Number three, make the kids a part of the planning. Ask them how can you can best support them. Ask them what they want for lunch. Don't do all the thinking on your own. This is a situation that we're all in together. So everyone has to pitch in and do their part. And number four, lean in to the parent-teacher partnership. That's the only way you're going to survive and make yourself successful during this time. Because you don't get to stop running your business, your career, just because we're in this situation and because your kids have to be educated at your home. Your business still has to move forward. So you have your four tips. Let me know how it's going. I will keep you posted on how it's going for me too. I appreciate you for listening to Happily Ever Employed. Don't just change your life, change your friend's life and make sure to share this podcast. You can find me at Deetra Giles on Facebook or D-U-G-I-L-E-S on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me, you can reach me at D-U-G-I-L-E-S at execuprep.com. That's E-X-E-C-U. P-R-E-P dot com. And remember, I love you with my whole heart area. So go out, be great, unapologetically and on purpose.